Confused by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, we went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances And with Kathy and Norma. Welcome to Finances And FICO scores. I'm Norma and I'm here with Kathy. Today we wanted to talk about FICO scores, why they matter and what you can do to improve yours. So what is a FICO score? FICO score is basically, it stands for the Fair Isaac Corporation. And that's a company that came out with this credit risk model. It basically tells a lender whether you are a risky person to lend money to. So the score ranges from 300 to 850. The higher your score, the better chances you have saving money, actually, because they actually will help a lender know what rate to give you. So those scores are all ranges of information and it falls anywhere from 300 to 579. And that's considered a very poor score. And about 16% of Americans fall under that. 580 to 669 is a fair score. And about 17% of Americans are in that range. 670 to 739 is good. 21% of us. 740 to 799 is very good. That's 25% of us. And the last group is the 800 to 850, which is considered excellent, which is 21% of us. And again, how do you make your credit score better? It's just like your GPA. The harder you work towards it, the better your GPA can get and the better your credit score can get. Your credit score actually is, is comprised of a few different things. It's based on your, your payment history, the amount that you owe in debt, the amount that you have in debt, how long you've had credit open. So keeping those credit cards that you've had open a long time. For example, I, I know Sears is basically closed. I have not closed my Sears card <laughs> I've had it since 1994. And that's, that's my gold one. That's, that's the one that really dates my, my credit history. You know, it's funny. Um, Sears is my oldest, was my first one also, right? Really? College Sears had a little booth set up. Yep. Yeah. And not just that, actually, the only reason I didn't cancel my Sears years ago was because they had that, the car thing, you know, the auto, auto center. Oh yeah. I, I kept it so that if I ever needed, you know, an emergency car repair, I could use my Sears card. But again, I, I mean, I'm not shopping at Sears. I don't have the ability to right now, but I, I refuse to close that card. Gotcha. Uh, new credit is also part of it. And also uh, the type of credit that you have. So whether you have a mortgage or a student loan or a credit card, all of that comes into play. The biggest chunk is your payment history, which is 35%. And then your next biggest chunk is the amount that you owe. And that's worth 30% of your score. So why does the score even matter? If you have a high score or low score, it could affect a job. There are employers who will actually pull your credit report just to see if you're a responsible person. And that's really how they use it. Whether it's a lender, whether it's a job, it, they really just use it as a, as a factor for that. If you're renting a new apartment, they may ask you for to run your credit. They may want to see your credit worthiness. You know, mortgage company, credit card offer, insurance rates, all that is takes your credit score. It can take your credit score into account. So that's why it's important that you try to keep it as high as you possibly can. Even your credit insurance, sorry, your car insurance, they're going to look at that to determine what your payments might be because they want to, again, just like you said, they're looking to see, are you good for paying this and your mortgage. Even if you are in the 620 range, you might pay $65,000 more in interest on a $200,000 loan than somebody who has a, a higher score than you. So we need to make sure that we're paying on time 
And the way that you can do that, if you're not currently doing is using some kind of alerts, even on your phone or use auto pay or figuring out some sort of filing system for yourself, even if it's that kind of that envelope system, but you need to be paying on time. That's one of the biggest factors that will knock you down. And we need to make sure that you are one of your options might also be to use your credit card and pay all of your bills on your credit card and then be able to pay your credit card off at the end of each month. You need to make certain you have enough money to do that, but then you're only having to make one payment, which makes your credit card usage go up. And by um, as long as it's not going over a certain threshold, that will also help. If you skip even one payment, that can knock almost 100 points off of your score. So you need to make sure that you're making all these payments. In terms of your credit card, as best you can, you want to use only 30% of what you are what you're allowed to use. So if you have a credit limit of $1,000, then you want to make sure that you are using as much as you can, no more than 300 for the month. That's a, that's a low balance, but you're trying to make sure that your usage doesn't go up because if you can keep that usage down, then your credit score will go up. So I kind of wanted to touch on, you just talked about that auto pay. Mm-hmm. Personally, keep a little like a little calendar, what is owed and when. So if I get an email telling me my cell phone bill is about to come out, I go in my calendar and I put in, you know, February 29th, it's going to be $191 that's coming out. So I know what's coming out. So when it comes to auto pay, that is really also, you know, a set it and forget it. You do want to check your credit card statements, but I think it's important to note that you actually, you know, you keep track of what is actually going to come out so that you know that your balances are being paid, that covering your minimum payments, especially if you set it at a set amount as opposed to minimum payment. But if you log on to that, to your credit card site, you'll be able to, to make those choices. But again, that, that's definitely an easy way to make sure that everything's being paid. You don't have to worry about it if you have a month where you've just got so much on your mind. At the very least, your minimums are being paid and your credit score doesn't get affected. Yeah. So one of the concerns is that how do I actually improve my credit score? I need to make sure that I'm making choices like we just talked about that would would keep my payments happening on time and that I'm able to make those payments. But there's something brand new that is called a boost. And the credit company has come up with this, which there are benefits and there are drawbacks. So you're going to have to decide for yourself if it's worth it to you. But the boost will allow, if you, if you allow them, the credit card companies, sorry, the credit companies to be able to take a look at your rent and see if you're paying that on time, give them access to your bank account information. So again, to make sure, I think they're looking for if you're overdrawn, also your utilities, they can keep track of that. And by, by doing those three things, you can do what's called fattening up your credit a basically folder. So they have more information. So if you're somebody young or just new to having your own credit for some reason, those are three additional things you can do. Like Norma started off talking about her Sears card and how very long she's had that. If, if you're a young person or you're new to your own credit, then you're not going to have that longevity. And so by giving them access, they're able to say, oh, look, they are making these payments on time. And that can happen again. Now, if you're not making your payments on time, if you are you being overdrafted? If your utilities are late, please do not open this up for this boost because it will only bring down your credit score. Something else that could bring down your credit score are what are called hard and soft pulls. So a soft pull is when your credit is checked to provide either an offer or even an employer. So a soft pull does not affect your score. 
Now, a hard pull is completely different. A hard pull is when you're, you have applied for a loan, when you've applied for a credit card, a mortgage company, I'm sorry, mortgage for, and these actually stay on your report for about two years. You definitely want to limit the amount of credit that you actually apply for because it can affect your ability to then get the next thing, let's, let's say. So if you apply for too many things at one time or too many different things at one time, it'll look like you're desperate for money. And let's just say six months down the line, when you're trying again for something else, it could, it could affect your ability to get that. And you might get it, but you're going to pay more in, in interest. Even if you do get it, you might pay more in interest. So a common soft inquiries are pre-qualifications for credit card offers, pre-qualifications for insurance quotes. So that junk mail that you get saying you've been you know, pre-approved, those were done via soft polls and they did not affect your credit. Mortgage application, car loan application, credit card application, student loan application, personal loan application. And as I talked about before, um, when you're trying to rent an apartment. So again, you just want to limit those hard inquiries. Now, a thought as well is that if you're, let's just say you're shopping around for a car, there is a thing (laughs) where they basically count them as one inquiry. So if you've gone to four different car dealerships in, you know, two days, they can tell that you're just shopping around for, you know, for a loan. And that actually counts as one. So, you know, don't be too concerned about that. But if you're doing, you know, too too many different things, that's where it impacts your score. Or if you even go once a month to different car places, that's also going to help bring it down. Did you know that um, your employer might do one of those soft pulls on your credit usage also to see if you're really eligible for more responsibility in your job? And that actually getting hired, almost 40% of uh, hiring employers check on your credit score to see again, is this somebody that we can trust? You know, if it's, if there is a low score, then maybe that's somebody who's not able to manage things. And I don't want them to manage things here in my, in my building as well. Wow. That's really good to know. There are three credit companies, TransUnion, Equifax, and Test Norma, because I forgot. Experience. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and the three of those will allow you to pull your whole credit history. So brief note quickly, your credit score is based on your credit history. You can get that for free from many different resources. Even Discover Card will give you your credit score for free, but your credit history, you have to get from one of these three companies. Now, the way to do that is to just log on. Don't enter your credit card at any point because then you're going to end up paying for it. But if you can log on once a year, you can request from those three companies your credit history. However, you don't want to be checking your credit history once a year. You want to be checking on it more often to make sure that there are no errors. So a fun system is, again, back to setting your alerts to letting you know when things are coming up, is to once a quarter set up an alert for each of the different companies. So for example, in January, you might want to pull from Experian. Take a look at your credit history, make sure everything on there is true. Then again, three, four months later in April, you want to pull from TransUnion and ask them for your free credit report. And then again, three, four months later, you can pull it from Experian. No, I did. It started with Experian. I just... uh, Equifax. Equifax. So then on your third one, you can pull from Equifax. And that way, again, if you add it to your calendar to pop up for you, you can continue to check your credit history throughout the year and just be looking for any 
errors and alert them immediately to any errors. For example, if it says you took out a credit card and you didn't, you want to make sure A, that you're getting that shut down, but B, that that is taken off if that's not from you. You can dispute errors and you want to do that immediately. They are open to it, but be aware it's not just going to pop off off of your credit history just because you've contacted them. It's going to, it's going to linger a little while. So you want to check on that as often as you can. And one of the other errors is, let's just say you paid an account and it's showing that you still have a balance. I know I had maybe two years or so ago, one of the classes we took, actually, I downloaded my credit report and it showed that I owed the dentist $180 or something like that. And I had paid the dentist off. So I called the dentist right away and she, I guess her billing company messed up and it shouldn't have been on there. And it was sitting there in collections when I really wasn't in time, it was paid. So the type of, you know, that's another type of error that you could be looking for. So not just, you know, fraud, like you just described, but also error in the the person that, you know, the vendor that you're doing business with actually applying your payments correctly. So let's just say that you did find a a credit card that you didn't apply for. And, you know, there's, there's usage on there and it's affecting your credit score. You can actually freeze your credit so that it so that they actually have to contact you before you they before a lender will be able to give you you know some type of credit so you can do this for free it'll block future lenders uh, from accessing your credit information without your permission and there are other ways that you can monitor it such as uh, you know some of these apps that are pretty popular and also like you said you know discover lets you pull that credit score for free you know a lot of other Credit card companies are doing the same. I, and I have Chase and, you know, they let you do it. Yep. At least I think they do. <laughs> I know I have a, I have got a couple and I know, you know, I'm able to do it. The most accurate way to get your score is by using the major companies. These other companies are good to use as a guide as far as what your score is, but you don't know which agency they're pulling it from. You don't know what day they pulled it or anything like that. So it's important that you actually run your own credit and and look at to see what's on there and make sure everything's right. You know, it's funny you mentioned your situation. I had the exact same thing and I'd forgotten about it. I had a yard service and they had done something improperly and we agreed that I wouldn't be making the last payment. And then eventually it started showing up on my credit report because I hadn't made my payment. And same thing, it was was hard to get that off of there. So it's something that you want to keep an eye on. And if you can do that every quarter or so, you can act on it more quickly. Because as you said, you can turn off your credit so that keep it safe, which is awesome. But you want to make certain that if you are going to go make a purchase of some kind, that you've turned that back on again. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to make that pull. And you're going to be standing there in a car dealership or, you know, looking for a mortgage <laughs> and they're not going to be able to check your credit. And that's just going to look kind of suspicious. Let's put it that way. But yeah, you want to make sure you get it back on when you when you need it to be on. Absolutely. So there are some things that you need to know that they are not checking to check on your credit score. They are not looking at your age. They're not looking at your race or religion or marital status. They're not looking at your salary or your job title or where you live. And they're not looking at those soft inquiries that Norma mentioned. So there are things that you can't change and don't have to worry about, but it really has more to do with what you're doing, how you're spending, and the choices you're making with your money. So thanks for listening to Finances and Credit Scores, or FICO. We know you chose to listen today, and we're grateful. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. It means a lot to us. Please let us know what you think on Facebook or Twitter by joining us at our website on financesand.net. 
finances and does not provide tax or legal services and nothing in this podcast is construed to be as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional or advice on your specific situation. Remember, we went to school, so you don't have to.